And now, a word about our sponsor. The Kinky Boys podcast is brought to you by How to Kill a Superhero, the BDSM book series by author Pablo Green. If you ever fantasized about a juicy muscle beast encased in lycra, bound and gagged, then your moment has arrived. This book series is for fans of superhero fetish, bondage, and transformation fetishes. The books are available in paperback and Kindle at the Amazon store in 13 countries. Book 3, Transformation Fetish, is out now. And I can tell you folks, it's a brilliant, brilliant read. Try it out yourself. The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. Welcome to the Kinky Boys Podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Adam. And today we're going to talk about the very lovely sensation of ASMR. Adam's cringing right now. <laughs> you can't see me because this is an audio thing, but my head is in my hands. <laughs> okay, let's start from the top. You may not have heard of ASMR. I and- have. And it, most people haven't, except it's also simultaneously this huge thing that's really popular on YouTube. <laughs> and it stands for Audio Sensory Meridian Response. And if that sounds like nonsense, it kind of is, because it's sort of a, not a scientific term for it. It's basically a weird tingling sensation from certain audio stimulus. That's the quickest and most easiest way to describe it. So kind of like the goosebump feeling when you're listening to some really awesome music, but just tingling. Yes. And most people describe it as it starts at the base of the skull and goes down the spine. It's like the shiver of pleasure. And there's a whole range of videos on YouTube trying to replicate this effect to varying degrees of success. Yeah, I mean, it's a fairly new phenomenon. It's only been around since 2010. Okay. Um, and there are four types. Whispering triggers, which is the, what I just tried to do, where you're talking very low tones, very soft, very subtle. There's acoustic triggers, and these are non-diegetic sounds. Ambient noises like fizzy water being poured into a glass, um, a tincture of crockery, peeling of a tab i don't know just like every day's small subtle sounds mm. third type is the personal attention role play triggers now these ones are the ones where people debate whether they're sexual or not because go on because they're causing you physical pleasure yeah it's basically like the fairy community you get one half that stridently, no, there's nothing sexual about this. It's completely innocent. And then you get the other half, which is like, yeah, for me, it's all about sex. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which isn't helped by the fact that it's normally young women talking in low, whispery voices, doing very, per- or role playing, doing very personal things to people. Yeah, that's not going to help anyone trying to say it's not sexual. No, it has been noticed it can be easily fetishized. Um, but yeah, these Again, though, rule 34, 
everything's going to be sexualized. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So personal attention roleplay triggers are basically simulating getting your hair cut, nails painted, ears cleaned, or being given a massage. Like just a video of somewhat point of view massage. Uh, sorry, a point of view video of someone doing these things to you. Okay. And the last is the clinical role play triggers, which is basically where, again, point of view, you are put through a simulated medical exam. Oh, like okay. a checker. And this is sort of how I came to it in a roundabout way. Okay, story time. Okay. A while ago, as you know, porn sites come and go. Yes. Well, there was one that specialised in uh, scenes of male physicals. I mean, I think it was called like malephysical.com or something. Okay. And it was about seven minutes of a very authentic looking physical exam. Mm. And two minutes of a wank at the end. Okay. And when I discovered these... I really bizarrely liked them, and I used to watch them to relax. <laughs> okay. Because for some reason there is something very relaxing about the atmosphere in a doctor's office for me. Okay, that's the opposite of a lot of people I've heard, but sure, why not? Well, of course, once you get by like the reasons you're going for, just the atmosphere of being very quiet, very subtle... Um, very, very sterile and clean. Yeah, and just doctors talking very calmly and factually. And it it creates an environment that I find really relaxing. Okay, so I can when, see that. So when I discovered this, it sort of clicked in my head. It's like, I've kind of been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah. pretty reasonable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, whatever works for you. <clears throat> I watched a couple of these videos in the last few days because, you know, you told me this is what we were going to be talking about. And to me, it's just, it's the Rule 34 thing again. Okay, I can see why this is your thing. It doesn't do anything for me, but I'm glad you're having fun. Go for it. Oh, yeah, and I can certainly see how it can be incorporated into play. Mm. Um but I'm just fascinated by the sort of response people have had to it. I mean, there have been very few studies because it's quite recent, but there's so mm. much anecdotal evidence. And people are saying it can help with anxiety and panic attacks and insomnia. Um, wait, are we talking about the sexual or the non-sexual parts of this? Because, yes, jacking off will do all of those for you. Of course, having a wank before bed is kind of like the easiest way to get to sleep. But no, it is sort of this weird intersection of, I can clearly see how it may not be sexual for some people, but how it can easily become sexual. Massage style? <laughs> a massage can definitely just be relaxing and can also be more than that. So let's see. So you don't feel it at all? Um, Not really. Okay, that surprises me. I thought you might have been susceptible to And I'll have to check out more videos then. Well, I simply say because I closely associate it with the hypnosis stuff I do. It's the same sort of sensation for me as like someone talking me down. Yes, yes, I can definitely see that. So that's where I'm coming from. And I see I made the assumption you would be the same. 
I think I walked into it in the wrong mindset. I was like going in with my clipboard and lab coat and paying very close attention to it. If I'd been just sort of sitting back and relaxing and letting it happen, I would probably have experienced it differently. Yeah, I mean, I do think it depends if you're actually trying to analyse it or just go with the flow. Mm. So it's this weird... Again, it's like a mild version of, have you ever had um, the head massages? Just the wire ones. Oh, yes. It's like Those are awesome. It's like the baby brother version of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the way I can describe it. Okay. But yeah, I and I can really see how it can be incorporated into kink play. Mm. It can be very... A lot of the scenarios they use can be very easily sexualized. And just hook it up with, say, bondage, sensory deprivation... Um, stick on a VR headset with it. Yeah. And I could see its use being, you know, when you're trying to get into that floaty space from bondage, it can be very helpful for that. Mm. Yeah, that would, yes. I can definitely see that. I think we may need to do a demonstration at some point. Oh, yes. Anyway. We should definitely set that up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... A lot of people describe it like people being able to fold their tongue. It's a genetic trait where you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Can you? Uh, what, fold my tongue? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yay, <laughs> me too. I was also one of the weird people who can flip their tongue, like, a bit past 90 degrees. Some people can go the whole 180 and show the bottom of their tongue. I can't quite do that. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> we may have spent way too long in the introduction to genetics at one point with everyone just doing weird things with their tongues. <laughs> But those are the best lessons when everyone starts to try stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's again, it, I've just been going through down this deep research rabbit hole about it. And you, Go on, tell me the stories. Well, no, just about where it came from. Can you guess where it originally started? This is either going to be something completely innocuous or something absolutely terrifying, and I don't know which. Well, it kind of vaguely fits that. It was a Yahoo group. Oh, that's way less terrifying than I thought. Well, no, have you ever been on some of those? Some of them used to be... Yes. I mean, again, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay, but I found when you're 16, gets and a bit scary. And they were the scary. only things on the internet, and yes, I went very deep down that particular rabbit hole, and <laughs> I found a lot of things that I probably wasn't, didn't fully understand at the time. A lot of them were still very fun, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been tempted to try and go back and see if any of them still exist. Um, I have actually had a look in the past. They did a massive redesign of the website, and it made it completely impossible to do anything, and so all of the porn just migrated away. Really? Yahoo screwing up their design and losing people? Gasp. Uh, gasp. It's a wonder, wonder Tumblr's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whilst we're being bitchy, do you want to start talking about what's happening back home? Oh yeah, let's. I want to do like a year in review for the London fetish scene. So, sort of world on the march, sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a dark year for the kink scene in London. I heard the hoist is gone. Yes, one of London's oldest fetish club has closed up the doors. Um, obviously, I can only know from rumours, but 
basically the owners just kind of got tired of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it would have... The stories I kept hearing were just that rent's going up, licensing is nearly impossible now that the Vauxhall gentrification's occurring, and it just wasn't profitable anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that had a large part to do with it, and that's got a large part to do with everything that's happened. Um, for people that don't live in London, don't know what's going on, Vauxhall used to be a huge gay village. Well, I say it huge, was, but... It was the one where you'd go to for men in leather, as opposed to very fashionably dressed men. Yeah, if you go for very fashionably dressed men to get drunk on cocktails, you go to Soho. If you want to drink a beer in a dingy, dark-lit bar, you went to Vauxhall. And if you wanted to go to the dark room afterwards, that only happened in Vauxhall. But yeah, then they announced that the American embassy would be set up there. And then the Dutch embassy went, look, us too! I Okay, I had no idea even the Dutch embassy was going to be there. Yep, that's why they started having an even bigger luxury apartment set being built just down the road from all of the filthiest, kinkiest gay sex that was happening in all of London. Well, I mean, they already had St. George's Wharf, which was quite a big luxury apartment build, which is now full of gays. Because obviously. Yeah, they like to you... be have the clubs on their doorstep. But yes, the embassies came along and then far more luxury apartments started happening. And then the local council decided, hey, you know what would be good? Fewer people doing drugs on the doorstep of the American embassy. And so they started trying to close down the filthiest of the gayest clubs. Oh, yeah, it became <coughs> rent started going up, obviously. They started making it harder to get sex licenses, um, just nightclub licenses. Several nightclubs have had to either close down or really stricken up to keep going. Yeah, and it's just sort of, in the space of like two years, just decimated the place. The Eagle, to a lot of consternation of people, um, gave up on trying to get a sex license and basically had an overhaul and tried to revamp their image to a much more brighter, friendlier, clubbier sort of bar. How did that go, by the way? Uh, It didn't. So what's happening there now? Basically, they're kind of returning to their bread and butter, hosting the monthly um, Bluff and Leathermen get-together, uh, Men Inc., and of course Horsemeat Disco. Because what else is the London Eagle going to do besides Horsemeat Disco? Well, I'm glad they're still able to keep going. Because oh, yeah. if it had actually died the death, I would have been far more sad than if it just had to reinvent itself. Yeah, I'm just kind of... A lot of people were ticked off that they kept the name The Eagle, though. If you're going to fully reinvent yourself, don't keep the eagle because that has certain cultural expectations behind it. Yeah. And as I said, they've kind of gone back to that and opened up. It's like, well, we're not going to have sex on the premise, but we're still going to host Leather Night. I mean, they hosted Mr. Leather UK the other night and it was a huge success. Good. I'm really glad. Did he go to it? Yes. Yes. How was it? Who was the winner? To be inserted in editing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, no, I actually spent most of my time outside in the courtyard chatting with people. Ah, okay, I can see that. Did you get to um, black any boots? Uh, No, they had uh, Boot Slave Law there. Ah. He's the one that normally does um, the back street, which is the other one I finally went to. Oh, good. Yeah, that was fun. Finally got to try cigar play. Ah, yes, you told me this story. I'm glad you found something fun 
something new and fun to play with. Yes, I had no idea nicotine could make you go lightheaded in large amounts. Yeah, it's got to be a pretty big amount, though. Well, I've just been notified um, reliably that small amounts can. If you don't use it usually. If, if you don't use it usually. usually. <laughs> <laughs> Editing this one is going to be a chore for you, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I don't have to edit it because it's going to be raw and real. <laughs> And full of mistakes. And I'm going to release it on cassette tape. <laughs> but not wax cylinders. <laughs> I'm sure wax cylinders will be coming back down the line because of their warmth. <laughs> and their realness. And that hiss. and <laughs> The fact that you can vaguely hear what someone's saying on them. But yeah, cassettes are making a comeback. Why? They were awful. Oh, no, no, no. CDs were better for a reason. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Ferro cassette tapes were awful. Chrome cassette tapes, less awful. Metal tape cassettes are brilliant. And they can contain enough um, sound without distortion as a high flak audio file. I'll take your word for it. Oh, yeah. It's just like a side project I've been looking into. So, yeah. The Eagle stopped doing sex. The hoist closed down. And to add to that um expectations closed yeah what happened there that... they were huge well they're still going online but they just closed two days before they closed sorry just one second sorry about that but yeah um yeah they just put on their twitter two days before that they're having clear out sale before closing their doors and they've closed their doors still going online um, but a sign stapled to their old premises says it's going to be replaced by, I think, Gear Freak. Okay. So I'm not sure if they're rebranding or renting it out to <coughs> a new company. Well, I look forward to finding out. Me too. I mean, they still have the shop within a shop in Prowler. I'm sorry, is that gong in the background at our finishing time? No. <laughs> <laughs> and- Yes, uh, so there's Prowler, and I saw their stuff being stocked in, like, other Prowlers and clone zones around the country. So hopefully, you know, at least the company is still going, I guess. Well, the company is Prowler. They got bought out several years ago. Oh. That's when they stopped making their own stuff and um, modifying their own stuff and started Uh, carrying Mr. B and, like, a few others. And lots of people seem to feel that when the trouble started Hmm. because obviously it's sort of the prices of everything in the shop went up and regulation offers cheaper in-store stuff as well as as well as mr b yeah but but they offer but regulation still offers uh the modifying service to take things in to patch stuff up Hmm. and of course you've got fetish freak which is smaller but many may say better other brands are available. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit down, and it makes you wonder what's going to happen with the London kink scene. Well, what's happening with uh, Fetish Week this year? Because that's basically all of their venues gone, isn't it? Um, well, Fire slash Lightbox is still going, and that seems to be mopping up everything. It's like SM Gaze is now there. And all the recon events are now there when they're not at the Coronet. Okay. By being the last club standing, it is doing well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I can add to that. That's 
I'm glad there's still a place. I'm glad that not everything's just gone. I mean, this is the problem with the kink scene right now is it's growing. There are so many more people involved with it now thanks to the internet. People are getting involved younger and they're discovering what they like earlier. And people who aren't into like the D pen, like the full leather, is still getting into it um, on recon. So you've got Mile to Wild. But the trouble is, we no longer have public spaces for it. Mm. It's fine if you want to go to someone's house for a prearranged meetup, but God forbid you want to meet someone in a bar or mm. go to a vent in a bar or need a teaching space. As part of the Wolf Pack, we used to do lessons at the Eagle, and of course that's no longer available to us, so we're now having to look for a new venue. Has there been any progress with that? We currently have a few options on the board that we're looking into. Okay. But it would just be nice to start doing regular nights again. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of scary. Because I mean, Manchester and Birmingham, they both have quite good scenes, Mm. but a lot of the clubs won't put in for sex licenses Mm. so again they're still very sociable but they have to be careful what they do okay so yeah that's been a short episode from us on asmr i'll post some links to the wikipedia page and to um maybe a handful of videos and yeah that's the state of london fetish uh i've been craig i've been adam and i'm sorry for cutting this short (laughs) Okay, and I'll see everyone soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.